When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Bernard, Alex Bernard Rasmussen, Mike Molina, L.A. Nick, and Doug Sprinthal. And we will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, Doug Sprinthal. Well, I just came from the auto show and really had a good time down there. Uh, I was talking to the president, I did a little podcasting, and we're ex- they're expecting record-breaking crowds down there. And when you think about it, it's because people can shop for cars without getting hassled. It's a non-selling show. Unlike the boat show, you can't buy a car at the auto show. So people pay money to go shop cars. We've got some great deals right now at Walzer. If you go to walzer.com, you can see all the auto show specials. Uh, and it's, this is really the kickoff of the spring selling season. The manufacturers pile on extra incentives. I know I don't pitch cars very often, but I would not be doing my job if I didn't shine a little bit of light on this uh, special week in our business. So that's it. That's everything? Yeah. I could go on and on if you Listen, like. Listen, yeah, look, just because Jim Beaver pointed out that no one cares about your job of changing fenders at the Chevy plant. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you. I like you. that you go, hey, 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 hey. hey. <laughs> well, you know, I figured Joe from Louisville's listening and thinking, hey, pal, better knock it back a yeah, couple of right. notches. But I got to tell you. Well, he. That Deadwood was my favorite all-time TV show. I always oh, said if great. Shakespeare grew up as an alcoholic in a whorehouse in the West in 1860, <laughs> he would have written that. Those monologues were just brilliant. There was, and it was, I think the guy's name was they were. Dave Millich that wrote that. He was just unbelievable. Yep. And then such a gifted cast. They did such a great job bringing all different kinds of people together. Fabulous. Ladies and gentlemen, not a drunken whorehouse. Walzer Automotive Group. That's a ringing endorsement. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. 
It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Big deal. My IQ is 280. Stephen <laughs> Hawking, the world's smartest man. What are you doing here? I wanted to see your utopia, but now I see it as more of a fruit-topia. <laughs> I'm sure what Dr. Hawking means is... Silence. I don't need anyone to talk for me, except this voice box. You have clearly been corrupted by power. For shame. Larry Flint is right! You guys stink! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Larry Flint. Well, you know. He was close, oh, wasn't God. he? I very, very sad to, to report uh, that yesterday Stephen Hawking died at the age of 76. He outlived his diagnosis by 53 years. He was wow. supposed to die at 23, and he lived to be 76. So uh, one of the most brilliant men of all time and uh, just a, a seer. Really, really great. You know, I and watched he does that, talk about the fact. I watched that movie put out, was it 20 years ago? I, I yes. didn't understand anything he was talking about. I mean, it seems like a great guy, but I felt like a complete dope. I didn't get well, it. Well, that's the problem. That's the whole problem. And by the way, his IQ is not really 280. The highest IQ, but I that believe. That would be a insanely high. Uh, highest IQ ever reported, I believe, was a woman. Uh, of what's course her name? It she has an was. IQ. It's uh, Marilyn <laughs> Savant, or is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, Marilyn Savant. Yeah, she, her, her IQ, I believe, was 222, wasn't it? Once you get to, after a certain point, IQ isn't really measurable using the uh, methods we use, though. That's the problem. It's yeah. like basically anyone over, like, you know, 180 or something like that is pretty much, you know, who really knows. Yeah, that is true. What's the most that accurate IQ test? The Stanford Binet IQ test. Is that what they use? Mm-hmm. You just make that up as you went along. I was a psych major. My dad was a developmental psychologist. Oh, I grew right. up on this stuff. That's right. You did grow up on this stuff. Did you take one? So, yeah. What, what was your score? 133. That's it? How long ago? I mean, 133 yeah, that's is good. How long ago did you take 133 is quite high, college. actually. So, if you, if, so you took it in college? Yeah. So you think if you took one now, it would be lesser? No, more. it should be the same. Your, really? your IQ really stabilizes by the time you're about... I don't know, a teenager. Does it start to diminish, though? When well, you get at to some point, age? if you... Oh, gee, thanks, Nick. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Paul. <laughs> wow. Uh, most people don't know their own IQ, because don't, don't most people take an IQ test while they're in high school? They used to. No. I don't no. think they, they do, do anymore. anymore. Well, they don't. I think it's normally done if, if they think that there's developmental issues or something like that, or if you're just curious, you oh. can have it done. But, but I, the ones like on Facebook, they don't count. Like that stuff doesn't really. That's work. not an actual IQ test. It's right. it's interesting. Oh, come on, I'm fun, a genius though. according to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I'm smarter, totally accurate. I'm smarter than a seventh grader in, when it comes to civics. I learned that after a fifty-page troll bait thing. Gee whiz. Oh, don't you? Yeah, I don't. Oh, thank I God I don't that. fall for that stuff. Did you anymore. ever watch that show to? though? Yeah. It's, it, it is it's, good. It's pretty hard. Some of those questions were pretty tough. I, I get something to, I'd like to bring up that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's a really interesting story, and it's a personal one. So I've got this friend of mine. He used to work for the company, and he's a father of, of – he's got one son. Son's in college, and he goes down to Mexico 
for spring break a week or so ago. I don't know what happened, but he fell down a flight of stairs, got seriously messed up. He's in the ICU down there. He's under his dad's Blue Cross Blue Shield policy. Guess what? doesn't cover him because mm. he's out of the country. Yep. Oh, my God. I, get I, never, oh, yeah. I never knew that I before. do. I get travel's insurance. Yep. So, and, you know, he's got a GoFundMe page and all this sort of stuff. And I thought, this is an interesting news story because I don't think that, I mean, I never knew that before. So Nancy I, I'd run into get it. Passolt and, uh, at the cocktail party for the auto dealers on Saturday. And we've been talking back and forth. And I sent it to him yesterday. I said, Jeff, I don't mean to pimp a story for you because this guy's a friend of mine. But this is this is kind of interesting. And they're actually going to run it today, I think. So There are stories about... I do not... Go ahead. There are stories about women that go into earlier labor and they're out of the country yep. and they can't get back in the country because their insurance uh, isn't covered and they owe too much money and uh, the country won't let them out that, of the country. That's what's until going on right now. He yeah. just flew down there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so old. Like 25 grand right now. Yeah. You can get travel insurance. for It's very inexpensive. Yeah. If you book your flight through Delta, they offer travel insurance for your, for your trip. Cover and all your I healthcare. think if you have an American Express card, they yes. give you traveler's insurance. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you're traveling with a pet, do not book on United. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Put that it in puppy. the overhead and it dies. Yeah. yeah there was a what? Puppy. In the when overhead? Yeah, when was a, this? Oh, I gotta. This I gotta tell two quick stories to your mother. It was this weekend. <sighs> Idiots. A woman with a three-year-old and a newborn and a puppy got on board a United flight from Houston to New York City. And the flight attendant said, your dog can't be there because the uh, bag is sticking out in the aisle. Someone could trip. Put your dog in the overhead. No. And she said, no, I don't want to do that. She said, no, put your dog in the overhead. So she put her dog in the overhead. They heard it barking until the plane took off. It went silent. And when they landed, the dog was dead. Yeah. Puppy. What would it have died of, though? That doesn't make sense. It must have been smothered no, or something. Could have died of stress. Yeah, it says suffocation, but I don't know. I'm sure yeah. there's airflow. That doesn't, it's, yeah. It's weird. But the dog was in some sort. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, people cram that stuff in that little overhead bin pretty tightly. If it was barking, though, yeah. you know. Maybe I saw, it was overheated. I saw a lady yeah. die Maybe. on the plane. Yeah. Uh, mm. Watched it happen. I was on a, yeah. I watched uh my friend Craig Schumacher was on a flight to New York with me, and he was sitting next to a guy who died. Great, I'm flying today, so thanks for all of these <laughs> yeah, lovely I watched, stories. I watched Lady drop dead right, right in the middle of the aisle. They tried, to, they tried to shock her back to life, but it didn't happen. Wait a minute, there's one other puppy story i got to pass on. And I can't remember what this happened, puppies? but a, a science teacher, no, not a positive one. Okay. A science teacher... In some high school in the United States, thought it would be a good idea, and somehow a great experience, a scientific experience for children, he took a terminally ill dog and fed it to a snapping turtle in his classroom. The dog was still alive. I'm assuming he's going to prison for a long time. <laughs> no, they thought it was a good idea. What kind of psycho does something like that? Andy, look it up. Will your dog, live dog fed to snapping turtle in science class? Where, where was this? Florida? I can't, I, <laughs> yeah. Where Somewhere was this? Florida? Florida? Yeah. It has to be. has to be. Yeah, it it's probably terrible. is. Idaho. Broward County. Idaho. Idaho. It was that's in a, Idaho. That surprises me. Yeah, yeah just Broward, Broward County. County. Yeah, yeah Broward yeah. County is not doing well this no, last few months. Not the greatest. No. Uh, what does it say, Andy? It says what you said, basically. That's it, basically. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want to, if you guys all agree to it, I want to see what the collective IQ of the Tom Bernard podcast is. Uh, 
uh, I'm out. No, okay. no, no, no. If I if prefer you're the, not to. No, if you're the first one to answer, we'll just take your answer. Oh, all right. So nobody, you don't have to answer at all if you don't want to. Okay. I'm just talking about the collective IQ. What if you don't know okay. your IQ? Doesn't matter. What? Doesn't matter. I don't really understand this. Choose the right answer. What? It, what? It, what the hell's that oh, mean? Those take a long time. We're not going to be able to do this. What do they mean by choose the right answer? Multiple questions. Well, multiple I guess answers. you're not going to. Oh, I see what they're saying. They give five examples, right, and then you have answers. to pick the sixth example. Never heard of multiple That's choice okay. before, there, Dan. Well, so you're right. We can't. We Kane. can't. We can't take it Kane. because Kane. you guys can't see. So far, we have an IQ of zero. <laughs> yeah, you guys can't see the pictures, so we can't take yeah. that test. Never mind. That won't work. I thought it'd be something like who's the who's the coolest cat to all the chicks no a lot of, a lot of those yep. iq testers it's spatial relations and patterns i'm gonna take the one you, is, yeah. you told me to iq tests are totally bogus they prove nothing okay well he doesn't like oh, that oh what's no, it's yeah, great because he scored 85 on his oh did he really yeah, yeah. Oh, i never saw that elaine was elaine a genius took it from or something him. elaine took it for him yeah. and got distracted and could not finish the test <laughs> Because of the girl George was dating at the time. She was doing oh, something. Yeah. That I remember and he that scored an 85 and she funny. scored a 150. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, everything is good. Don't worry about a thing. Uh, damn, I wish we could have taken an IQ test together, but it's all, a lot of spatial things, as as Doug said. So we can't all see it. Only, only uh, a few of us could see the pictures, so. What are you going to do? If you don't have a monitor, you don't have a monitor. What are you going to do? Uh, this is an interesting story. And I, and I I would do the same thing basically on this show that I did on, on the KQ Morning Show. I, I did announce this morning that no one is going to talk about politics on the KQ Morning Show anymore because <laughs> oh, people it. are getting really pissed joke. off. I got a great Trump joke. It's really great. Well, you can tell the truth. You can tell a joke because that's not a personal opinion on politics. Okay, so here I'll make it as short as possible. You All got right. a porn star that said she had an affair with the president, and you have a president that says it never happened. One of them's a bleach bond with fake boobs, and the other one, Stormy Daniels. <laughs> oh God! Come on, that's pretty good. You're, so you think that's a great joke? That's not a great. Well, joke. it was quick and not topical. Great. It was, all right, fine. Like hey, it's better than what six inches and goes in your mouth. That was... I give it like a three. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> three? Ooh. Wow. It's harsh. I thought we were He's honest. not very good. No, it's not. He's really not good. very good at all. It's not. It wasn't very uh, good what joke. Are you do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? I'm pretty sure I hadn't even wiped the sonogram goop off my belly before I rushed off to pick out dresses and books for my unborn child. I was on a mission. My daughter was going to need all the pink dresses and all the books with brown babies. Finding adorable dresses was easy. Finding children's literature with pictures of children of color was not. Books with white children and like ducks were de rigueur, which I guess was fine for parents who were having white babies or ducks, but this was not going to work for my brown baby. Who would spend a lifetime looking for her image in a pop culture landscape that all but ignored children who looked like her? I wanted, needed her to see beautiful brown self-reflected in the music and stories. I hope to feed her to her as consistently as food. In my house, she would be visible. Why are we giving this moron attention? Uh, who is this? I want to get... I wanna, Ah, uh, it say? It says uh, black kids don't want to read about Harriet Tubman all the time. I read two books to Fawn before her nap today, both of which had black 
children. Yeah, up. she's making yeah, she's making it up. Corduroy, yeah. the girl it, in corduroy's black. And it's really tough, it's tough to see a TV commercial today that doesn't have a black person mixed race or a yeah. mixed couple. It's really Oh yeah, tough. studies have Every shown that media vastly overrepresents black people actually. The they just what people they think for some reason that it's like half and half, but no. It's only like 20% black or something like that. So you're only going to see one out of every five people is going to be black. That's just how it is. Yeah, I don't think that, that the black, uh, that African-American, uh, I don't even think it's 20%. I think it's like 16 or 17%. Yeah, it's not 20. I don't I don't think it's 20. Uh-uh. But, yeah, see, that's the whole problem. That oh, I was just wow, it's only 12.7. 12.7. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's like every... Yeah, every, like, eight kids would be black in that case. Well... But people see that, and they're like, oh, why isn't it half and half? Because they don't understand statistics. Well, basically, the problem is, if it's only 12.5%, Steve Harvey's got that covered all by himself. <laughs> he's, a, he's on he's on TV about 12.7% of the time. Well, yeah, he's got, God, like, he's, five uh, TV shows. He's he everywhere. everywhere. But no one likes him. No one does like but him. But he's everywhere. I don't mind so, Steve Harvey at all. Oh, he drives me crazy. He mugs the camera. Jude hates him, by the way, because he keeps throwing his arms up in the air, and Jude hates that. Jude used to really hate when people did that. He does not like it when you throw your arm. And Steve Harvey does that all the time. He throws his arms up in the air like, what? And Jude barks at him. He goes nuts. Have you noticed, though, Uh, that most of these big corporations that advertise on television, all the people they have on their commercial are mixed race. You can't tell what race they are. All of Yes, you are absolutely. They're they're doing that more and more and more. Yeah, they're cowering to people who use the law to uh, get their racism satisfied. Anyway, the reason I read that story was to just prove to you that most stories now, because I don't want people talking about politics or race or any of that stuff on the show in a very serious manner. The KQ Morning Show is to entertain people. And we tried to just discuss politics on an even level, but it's not possible. So I told everybody, there'll be no more of it. I don't want to hear it. And that reading that story for just two paragraphs, we already got into politics. You have, the story every, was politics. That's what I'm saying. Every story now is political. It's not going to be easy, you know. Yeah, well. I, I mean, every story you read. We need a new Don Rickles. <laughs> to go after every race Well, yeah, there. we do. We need a My new God. Don Rickles. Yeah, I guess we do. You think people wouldn't kill him? I don't know, but we need one. Yeah, they might. They might take out Don Rickles. Poor Don Rickles might get taken out. That would be too bad. I love Don Rickles. Oh, he was the best. He was unbelievable. But, yeah, I mean, people have turned everything, everything now into politics, which is why I will not have it on my show anymore. Everything's about politics now. So you better come up with something uh, more inventive or creative. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented easy level system. Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. 
Visit Flow at the Northwest Sports Show at the Minneapolis Convention Center, March 22nd through the 25th. Be sure to ask for the show special, where with a qualified purchase, you'll receive a free three-piece furniture set or free wireless remote. And mention you heard this ad on KQ for an additional $50 off a dock or lift system. To find out more about Flow Systems, visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan. I've started up another round at the new Nutramost Plymouth location. And those unwanted pounds, they're going fast. Unlike any other weight loss program, Nutramost is so easy. And they guarantee that you'll lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Nutramost of Plymouth is hosting a free informational dinner where you too can learn how to have success losing weight just like me. Neil Sheehy, Nutramost client, an owner who played nine years in the NHL and is an agent to some of the NHL's current top players, will be at the dinner. It's Tuesday, April 3rd, 6 p.m. at Jake's City Grill in Plymouth, located around the corner from Nutramost, just off Highway 55 and 494. Space is limited, so call 763-333-7337 now to register. That's 763-333-7337. Laugh about it. Isn't that great, Habib, that we can... This is what's beautiful. Here's an Arab gentleman right in the front, and this is America, and I am a Jew. And, and, my, and this I say from my heart. Here's an Arabic man, and we are Jews, and they make wars and trouble. We are a nation working for tolerance and warmth, and that's Americana. And you, an Arab, sits in front of the Jew, and I say this from my heart. You pain in the ass, I don't want you. I'm so burned up that you got in that front, you don't know. You're gonna get yours, Arab. I hope you put on your turban tonight, and a cobra bites you on the neck. What do you think of that? Here's your Don Rickles. We need a new Don Rickles. That's what we need. (laughs) Never go over in this day and age. I'm telling you. People would faint. They would faint dead away. I'm going to make it happen. Look, Don Rickles went after everybody. He went after himself. He went after his wife. He he went after his wife one time and said, You know, I woke up this morning. I looked over at my wife, Barbara. She's in bed. She's got this thing now from her chin down to the very top of her chest. You know, the bottom of her neck, from her chin to her neck. I said, why don't you just get up on the bedboard and go, ur, 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 ur. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Oh, God. Nothing but support. Points out a guy in a, You can get that cut off. Points out a guy in the front row. And he goes, ladies and gentlemen, look at this guy. You're either an eagle or a Jew. We need him back to get rid of this political correctness. I know. It's like no one can take a joke about anything anymore. It's no. unbelievable. They unbelievable. Cannot. They can't even take a different opinion. No. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a joke. Just no. a different opinion's enough. You're absolutely right about that. When Keith Strawn was told he had to spend 120 days in jail, a sentencing judge advised the Idaho man to use the time to think about the 120 days your daughter was married to a rapist because of you. How his daughter Heather came to marry her rapist is one of the stories told by the Kansas City Star in a much larger piece on Missouri's child brides. Yes, Missouri. And yes, Strawn lives 1,100 miles away. But upon finding out his daughter was pregnant by 24-year-old Aaron Seaton in 2015, he loaded them into his car on her 15th birthday. Uh. 
And the group made the 17-hour journey to Kansas City so the two could be married. It could be achieved with just strong signature. In Idaho, however, a judge would have, have uh, to have been involved. And the pregnancy, legally the result of statutory rape, may have led to the young man's arrest. The Star calls Missouri the easiest place in America for a 15-year-old to wed. That's great news. And it analyzed data found regularly a third of the 1,015-year-olds who married in the state between 1999 and 2015 wed men 21 or older. 15-year-olds married men 21 or older. That's not okay. Assuming they had premarital sex, those grooms would be considered rapists, it observes. With Missouri's definition applying to people over 21 and younger than 17 having premarital sex. In Heather Strawn's case, her mom uh, called Idaho police after learning what her ex-husband had done. Heather lost the baby. The marriage was annulled. And Seaton ended up sentenced to 15 years in prison. The sentence, uh, the star piece uh, tracks the case of other young brides, including a 15-year-old who uttered, I guess, instead of I do. Oh, my oh, God. like Jerry Springer gone wrong. Oh, God. What and a my, story. My daughter's 14 and a half. This has just been the most brutal two minutes of the day. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I would imagine. So can you even imagine it? No. Uh, I think it happens more than you think. In every, I think you're absolutely in, in every, right. In every state. We, we made a big mistake uh, trying to fight against natural selection. Because <laughs> people like this, there's going to be more and more of them. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. There'll be more and more idiots out there. Mm-hmm. And we're is... just propping them all up. They don't do anything. Uh, they can barely even keep themselves alive, but we're like, oh, don't worry. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll take our resources and give them to you, even though you uh, all you do is, you know, rape each other. <laughs> Boy, well, you're cheery today. Well, yeah, Andy's in a good Woo. mood. Uh, you know. Well, I don't know. I don't like people. <laughs> We've never <laughs> noticed that. Yeah. We never noticed that was. Especially with stories like that, it doesn't give humanity a good, uh, good vibe. Yes, it's very, very true. No. No. I swear to God, I'm going through the news right now, trying to find a story in the news that's not about politics. Yeah, that's the other thing is just people can't stop talking they about. Can't stop. That's why people would rather look at cute puppy photos. Mm. Well, it's kind of <laughs> hard to do on a radio show. I know. What are you going to do? Uh, I am assuming this is a good thing. Prominent producers and celebrities like Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Paul Feig are jumping on the inclusion rider bandwagon following Frances McDormand's Best Act- Actress Oscar acceptance speech. Sheep. Fanchon Cox did Giovanni said late Monday on Twitter that Damon and Affleck's uh, production company Pearl Street Films would be adopting the Inclusion Rider in conjunction with USC's Annenberg Inclusion Initiative. Uh, early Tuesday, Bridesmaid director Paul Feig followed suit, saying on Twitter that his company is also going forward with the Inclusion Rider for all film and television productions. Feig thanks Stacey L. Smith, the director of USC Annenberg's Media, Diversity, and Social Change Initiative. See, even this is about politics. Yes. I just, what am I going to do on the radio for the rest of my career? <laughs> you know, Tommy from the... Every story. Tommy from the movie The Room, he's got a new movie coming out called Best Friends. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, yeah. he's got a new uh, movie coming four, out called Best Friends. Four days, I think. Yep, it's called Best Friends. Yeah. And, uh, it's a, actually, it's pronounced Best Fiends, apparently. Yeah. Well, yeah. I asked Kristen. Yeah. Who, uh, I, she just interviewed him. Yeah. Well, I listened to the interview today. He says Best Friends in the interview, but... 
Oh, he does? Yeah. He doesn't know what it's called then? Well, him, him, him and, a co- him and the, the friend both say best friends. Because it's both no. of them in the interview. Hmm. I just watched did it you before hear I came did you hear his audition I did, for, for the, the Joker, Joker yeah, was, in the next Batman movie? It was awesome. Movie? It was awesome. No. Oh, God, it was great. Andy, you got to find it. Oh, that's hilarious. I can't really man. do that, but it I'm is. sure Mike can. Okay, Melina, if you could find Tommy Wiseau's uh, audition it for is, the next Batman movie as the Joker. <laughs> it's one of the best. If you just Google Tommy Wiseau Joker, it's Why, Tommy Wiseau there. Joker, yeah. it's right there. It's everywhere. If you could play it, it is fantastic. And he said now that it wasn't serious. Oh, I wasn't serious about that. That's what that. he said about the room. And that's what he said about the room, too. That's Which he spent, what was it, $3 million? $6 million, yeah. $6 million making, but it was all a joke. Hey, it was worth apparently. it for him now that he spent that $6 million. It, yeah. yeah. Everybody laughed then. And you know what? I remember that billboard being up the whole time it was up. Hi, this is Tommy Wesley, yep. creator of The Room. Let me introduce you to the new Joker. Ah! Ah! <laughs> you have Tommy Joker tape, take two, two kilo. What doesn't kill you make you stranger. Ah! <laughs> 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 It's simple. We killed the Batman. <laughs> Have you ever danced with a devil in the pale moonlight? Did you? No, but I did. <laughs> and I did like a devil. I am not the monster. No, I'm just the head of the curve. He has come to me. Come on, I'm not the monster. No. <laughs> Why? So serious? Why so serious? Why so serious? Let's put a smile on this face. Why so serious? Oh, I think they should give him the role. He sounds like the maitre d' in Cabaret. (laughs) Do you remember the Heath Ledger? Why so serious? How he said that? And Tommy Wiseau tried to do it, and he came up with, Why so serious? (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. Oh, God, he's a piece of work. But he's a big name now. We all know who he is now. He's on a series now, too. What? Yeah, he's on a series. I didn't know that. What series is he on? I don't know, but he's on a television series. And I think this is their second season. He talks I about had it. no idea. Yes, he talks about it in, in the interview I watched this morning. Honest to God. Honest to he God. He does a TV series. He's on a TV series. i got to track that down. i got to have him on. He's been on the show a couple of times. The first time he was on, he was a lot of fun. We were laughing and joking. And then the last time he was on a couple of months ago, he was kind of crabby, actually. I don't know why, but he was crabby. Probably had to get up too early. He's got the money yeah, flowing in now, though. He does. Did... And there's no well. Apparently, well, at least in the movie, uh, the disaster artist, which if you have not seen, you got to see because it's phenomenal. But uh, the guy at the bank, when Seth Rogen goes to cash his check, he goes, "Is there enough money in the bank account to cover the check?" And he goes, "This bank account is a bottomless pit." Yep. So you never did know how much money was in the the bank account. Well, it's if you look if you look him up online, it says he has a lot of money. 
A lot of money. A lot of money. But nobody knows where he got it. No, right? no, they, they know yeah. where he got it. He, he he bought out cutouts from big stores, like uh, stuff that wasn't made properly and all. And he bought warehouses, property all over Los Angeles. Big old warehouses that nobody wanted in downtown Los Angeles. And he made a lot of money on real estate, and he made a lot of money selling cutout retail. Well, you have to have oh. money to buy warehouses in L.A. to begin well, with, they though. say he started buying the the stuff that wasn't good enough to put in retail stores that companies made, and that's what he started with. And then he started buying. He got so big that he had to buy a warehouse. Then he started buying multiple uh-huh. warehouses. How do you make money off of defective cutouts? Sell, he sold them on the street. Oh, uh, you really? see? That's what it says. Oh, yeah, because he's... He said he was selling tchotchkes, but I got yeah, like on the on boardwalk or something. Yeah, yeah. if you read a story, but I don't know. That's all. It's a lot of money. So unless he was selling them for a whole lot, you know, they were name brand. Story. They were all name brand stuff. They just, they were just missing you know, one sleeve of hair mm. longer than the other or something. Hmm. All I know is that it's a great story. It just it just is. It's a great mm-hmm. story. It is a great story. Yeah. Tommy Wiseau. Big shot. Now, and now you said he's got a, uh, uh, he's got to be a, he's got his own TV series. Well, it's not well, his own. He's, no, he's on, on a, a TV series. series. Yeah. yeah what's it, it's called? Uh, I think it's is it Neighbors. Neighbors. Oh, they actually finally got that made. Yes. I think he's. I think the show called is called Neighbors. I remember seeing the um, the demo reel for that. But it is like, in their sec. They are in the second season. Billion years ago. Oh wow, you're right. Yeah. They finally uh, aired it. And Who's in it? Other than Tommy. A bunch of people you've never heard of. Yeah. So no. It's like the budgetest budget thing in the, the universe. And you can't recognize It literally him. looks like... Yeah, he's wearing like a blonde wig and yeah. like a uh, members-only yeah, jacket. Yeah, his accent. Him. Well, yeah. Aside he has from the accent. accent. He has the accent. But yeah, you can't recognize him. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be able to uh, hide that. No. Able or willing. No, I agree. So where is his, where is his accent from? I've heard five uh, different places. I believe it's. I believe no it's, one. No, it's 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 it says where he was born, where his accent's from, on on, on his Wikipedia page. It does. Yeah, because yep. he used to claim New Orleans, no, and it's, it's not New I Orleans. Think, I believe it's somewhere in Poland. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. That makes yeah. sense. Two thousand seven is when they shot the pilot for the neighbors. So, oh. seven years later. And where does it show? Uh, Hulu. Oh, it's on Hulu. Yep. I'm going to have to give it a whirl. It's called Neighbors on neighbors. Hulu. Yep. Yeah. Oh, speaking the of neighbors. Hulu, by the way, it's called The Neighbors. Uh-huh. By the way, Doug, yes. we saw the latest epi- we saw the latest episode of The Looming Tower last night. It's damn good. Oh, we didn't watch it. We'll watch it tonight. Should we tell them all about it? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, a, what it, it's based on a true story, so. It is. I sent Catherine, uh, I sent Catherine a clip today from... A trailer from my new thing, so have her show oh, it to you. Oh, you did? Oh, sorry. My phone is charging. Yeah. Just show I'll it to Tommy when you what? get a chance. Okay. What's the clip from? Oh, it's kind of under the radar right now, so it's, you guys can watch it. Oh. Oh, it's hush-hush. Stuff. Oh, what it's are hush-hush. you, Tommy Wiseau the second? <laughs> it's hush-hush. All of a sudden, L.A. Wiseau is his new title. <laughs> Speaking of other shows, have you watched uh, Crashing? No. It's a story. It's kind of a modern version of the Amazing Mrs. Maisel. It stars uh, Pete Holmes. Oh, I like him. Yeah. Uh, Judd Apatow is the producer. It's about a 
Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, I just started watching it a week ago. I kind of like it. It's uh, it's uneven. Some of the episodes are a little weak, and mm-hmm. some of them are great. You know, but there's kind of a who's who of current comedians guest star in it. Yeah, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, T.J. Miller's in it. I know. Yep. I watched two hours of White Plains Crash last night. Oh, great. Uh, great. Thank you for that. That's good. She's getting on an airplane at about two hours. What, it's, so, it's so riveting why they crash. Because <laughs> they can God. crash for any reason whatsoever. I'm just wondering how he got from Mrs. Meisel. Uh, and I, get I get it now. Yeah, why planes crash? And they crash a lot. <laughs> Boy, they look don't. at the time. Oh, well, LA's got a head to the house. Yep. Well, uh, we'll s- why don't we take a break here? Be right back. And, and I'll go cry in a corner. Exactly. Tom Bernard show. Tom Bernard here. If you're ready to sell your home, you've probably heard that you should wait until spring. But why wait for temperatures to rise when the market is hot right now? Not selling in winter is a total myth. Truth is, buyers are hungry. And while other sellers and real estate agents hibernate, the Chris Lindahl team is selling homes like hotcakes. Chris has done a great job. We have our house on the market with Chris right now, as a matter of fact, and the video he did is amazing. The Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX results team for a reason. They play to win, and they've got the skilled players to sell your home fast. In fact, they sell a home on average every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until spring to sell your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD. At 763-401-SOLD, the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value, and it's only going to the first two Tom Bernard Show callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Call now, get the free staging package, and grab the opportunity before winter is over. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. What the hell are we doing? So discreet, why don't they do what they say? What's happening, man? That's what I'd like to know. One thing leads to another. Tom Bernard Show, ladies and gentlemen. Is anybody there? Yes, we're here. I'm just watching Grandmaster Flash work here. Yeah. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash, there you go. I have not read this story. I just want to read the headline, and then I want to read a couple of the comments on the story just to see if people still hate everyone and everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Allison O'Toole. Yeah, exactly. I don't know Allison O'Toole, but she looks to be, how old would you say she she is ballpark, Catherine? Like 45, maybe? You know what? It's so hard to tell these days. But it's Depends on if she's had any work done. I mean, she could be anywhere from, I would say, 35 to 50. You just don't know. You just don't know. Minsure CEO departing for new job, Allison O'Toole has been chief executive at the state's health insurance exchange since 2015. I'm not going to read the story. There, Oh, there are only two comments. The comments are, insurance cross state lines, design it similar to personal auto insurance, something you keep with you from youth to elder and shop out when you feel there's a better product. So that was a good comment. Yep. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Uh, Then the second comment is We have helped transform the healthcare landscape in Minnesota because of our efforts 
You could say that again. I knew there'd be a negative comment in there somewhere. Yeah, they didn't uh, apparently. I don't know. She must have done something right because she's only been there for three years, and uh, she was a CEO at Minshew, and now she's... Uh... Well, didn't they have a lot of trouble? The whole system shut down for a while, didn't it? I think, I think when they first launched it, yeah, there was a, it was all, you know, the software wasn't working right. Nobody could figure right. out what was going on. It was, a, it was similar to what they're going on in the automobile world now with this whole Minlar system that's a disaster. But when would that have been that that, that all shut down? That was more than, more oh, than three I years ago. Oh, I gotta think. Well, when did Obamacare get passed in 2010? So it was probably 2011. Yeah. So she came in at long after all that yeah. stuff. She started there in 2015, so she came in long after that. So I don't know um, about Minshew. Yeah, I don't know about Money's good in insurance. Yeah. Really good. You can ask Bill McGuire. He did rather well in health insurance. Yeah. So i got to tell you, my kids were having, I I fed the two of them dinner. I was waiting for Sarah to get home so we could eat. And they started this interesting conversation. Now, Wes is in 11th grade and Ellie's in 9th grade. And Ellie was uh, saying that, you know, health care should be a right and it's it's bad for uh, businesses to make money on health care. And Wesley was saying, ah, that's a socialist position and blah, 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 blah. And they're going back and forth and... Finally, Ellie says, look, I get it. I read the Federalist Papers. I'm like, wow, that's pretty good for a ninth grader. <laughs> so some kids do a pay, pay attention to civics. And I'm, just, I'm sitting there watching this conversation going, this is so cool. At least they have some idea what's going on. You know, the problem, the only problem I have with socialism, and I don't have a problem, a problem with socialism. Everybody should get everything and blah, blah, blah. But the problem is that means everybody has to work. Yeah. No, that takes away all the fun. Yeah. See, that's the whole problem. As long as everybody's working and contributing, then socialism would work beautifully. It also means that you can't trust anyone to be able to control all of the where the money goes. That's someone will funnel it to themselves, and that destroys the entire system. Which is way different than our current environment. People have in the current their, environment. Yeah, you can, but at least you can get rid of people. Like Putin, that's true. isn't? Yeah, Putin's he's going to be he's going to be elected again. Of course he is. Well, <laughs> elected. Yeah. Yeah, elected. That's it's what's hilarious. going to happen. He's running I a know. new campaign. Elect me, or I will poison you. Yeah. It's just oh God. a joke. Did you see now, you know, this whole Elizabeth Warren thing? She said she would take a DNA test. Now she says she won't take a DNA test. And this is not political. (laughs) What I'm doing is just bringing this up because, of course, President Trump calls her Pocahontas. And now I can't remember who the hell it is. They call her Faux-Cahontas. Oh, jeez. Faux-Cahontas. I just don't understand why she wouldn't. Just... Do it. Yeah, take a take a. And if your family told everybody or told you that you were part Indian for your whole life, then mm-hmm. have them say, "Yeah, we told her that because that's what we thought. That's what Grandma said." Yeah, yeah. my, my grandmother always used to tell me the Indians were going to come and get me, but that doesn't mean you're Indian. The Indians, the Indians in Philadelphia come and get you in Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Doug. Yes, the very 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 famous Philadelphia tribe. Yeah, that's right. Pennsylvania has uh, tribes. I bet they do. Well, Pennsylvania yeah. does, but not Philadelphia. Well, the Fakawi? Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's an old joke. Oh, I love the Fakawi. That is a great joke. <laughs> Where the Fakawi? And they changed it to Huckawi. Yeah. They changed it to Huckawi for the TV show yeah, F Troop, right. <laughs> which is fantastic. F Troop? F Troop! 
You remember that? Wow, though. there's a I reference. Seen that in a long time. Well, one thing about F Troop is you can tell by looking at all of the <laughs> Hakawis that not one of them's really an Indian. Yeah, weren't they all a bunch of Jewish guys? <laughs> yeah. They're a bunch of Jewish guys. All those old shows <laughs> never had real Native Americans. No, God, no. No, no they wouldn't. Uh, no, they wouldn't have anything to do with any bone. Well, look at that. I mean, look at, ladies and gentlemen, the latest movie, Charlie Chan, starring Sidney Toller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? So okay, Sidney Toller as a Chinese guy. I saw a thing there. They said they're going to come out with a sequel to Black Panther, of course. And uh, Oh, God, yes. And they, they said that nobody, somebody of color has to be the producer and director. Like the, the white person cannot do it. It's just not. We're gonna have Why Spike not? Do because it? it went so poorly the first time. I don't. Understand. No, they're saying it has to be somebody of color. Why? I don't know. That's what the the because lead most are people saying. are racist, and one type of racism is now acceptable. So that's what they're doing. Might be those inclusion writers. I mean, here's mm. my problem with that whole thing. If we want to separate completely, and we don't want anything to do with one another, and blah blah blah. That means that whatever your people invented, you can't. You can use that, but nothing else. Okay? Somebody be in a so, lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah, somebody be in a hell of a lot of trouble. Uh, get off your phone. Stop watching television. Stop going to the movies. You know, I would say that uh, if, if if everybody has to be one race and we can't have any other race making this movie, then you can't show it at the movies. Hey, but we couldn't have. We I'm couldn't. Sorry. Have, but we couldn't have open heart surgery. No, that's right. We could not Christian Barnard. Yeah. But he was a hockey in South Africa. Or playing funk bands. You couldn't play in <laughs> funk bands. You're out. You cannot play in a funk band. Get I'm out. just telling you. you. You can't have peanuts because of George Washington Carver, right? Yeah. I just I wish we would get off this this whole idea was to move and everybody gets treated the same, but we just cannot achieve that, can we? Well not, it's interesting not, that not they want socialism. Yeah, if you want socialism for you know, just for the monetary gains, you still have to have socialism for the social issues yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. I, and you, you know that was predicted many many years ago at North High School, and I'm talking about honestly 50 years ago. That if everybody's the same, it would never last because it will never ever be enough for any race. Doesn't matter if you're white, black, whatever your race is, it will never be enough for one, for any race, to all be the same. It's just not going to work. Yeah, when they say they want representation, they what they mean is I want power. Yes, it's a and power. Issue, not exactly. everyone can be in power at the same time nope. in the same place. And that's exactly what they said, Andy. That's that's very astute. Did, did because anybody that's exactly watch what that? Our civics teachers said. that mini series of CNN did the tanning of America. No, you didn't watch that. It was on maybe you know, three years ago, and it was about the races becoming one race. It was interesting. So, so, so everybody will be mixed race at some point. Yes, everybody will be Which a is mixed race. True. You know, you, you get a sense. I was just in New York City a couple of weeks ago, and and you get that feel when you're there. Yeah, it's really. I mean, that is the biggest, probably multicultural city in the world. I think. Well, I would. Oh. I would think so. Yeah. Mm. Have you been around the world? No, but where else? I mean, a lot of other cities are really homogenous. Which one would you say is 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 more melted than New York? Yeah, New York's pretty melted. I'm trying to think of it where I've been. It is pretty melted. Was, was similar, but yeah, New York's pretty. Maybe diverse. London. London. London's pretty diverse. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, London. The first five but, languages you hear when you're there are not English. 
But and you go to Asian countries, and they're, for the oh, most no. part, really homogenous. all Japan. Yeah. Yes, they are. You go to Tokyo, Japan, and it's all it, Japanese. But, but you know, it's interesting, because I used to spend a lot of time in New York, and you wander around, and it does feel different than other parts of the country. It really Not just because does, of the, yeah. New, the whole East Coast attitude. Philly's, thing, pretty, just, Philly's pretty diverse, yeah. too. Oh, it is? Yeah, Philly's very diverse. Well, Minnesota's quite diverse, as a matter it of actually, fact. Actually, it actually is. It is what, for a state. We've got Swedes and Norwegians here well, living together Somalians. in peace and harmony. We've got a lot of Somalians. We've got a lot of South Africa. I mean, Hmong not South Africa, but people from Africa. Yeah, you don't see uh, Hmong or the, Somalians basically anywhere but Minneapolis. Yeah, so but you don't, there get, you, go. Wisconsin, you don't get the f- sense here that they blended into the general population. Well, they yeah. did. Or in New York. No. no. But they did. Right. That's true. But in New York, it's really kind of hard to tell what race a lot of people are because yeah. they all kind of look yeah, like you're saying, the tanning of America. Now, there's obviously some people yep. that... You know, you see the Hasidim, and you're not going to confuse those guys with the Arabs or whatever. But for the most part, there's a lot of people who's like, eh. I got some yo-yo here with a fungus. The greatest. <laughs> you're a Jewish guy. You can always tell. Bald, heavy set, and a hook nose that's sucking up his lip. <laughs> can you even imagine these days? I think I'm going to go. Can you even imagine? I think I'm going to lock myself in a room and study Don Rickles for the uh, next like year and come out as the new Don Rickles. I don't think that go <laughs> over very idea. well. I think it will. No, How really? You know? nah. I really do. I think it will work. <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time for somebody to do it, and I think it's I should do it. The people have tried. Yeah, they have. Like, DePaulo uh, is close. <laughs> What's his name? The um, he's married to a black woman, Pip Dog or something. Yes, oh, Pip Dog. Pip very famous. Insult comic Dog. Triumph. No, I don't think he's married to a black woman. <laughs> given that he's a dog. So wait a minute. He's is a, a comedian married to a black name? woman. He's not actually a dog. Well, that's probably plenty of them. We're gonna I find out no who it is. You're talking. Speaking of morbid stuff, you were talking about that that uh, <laughs> famous policeman in Minneapolis that died. His nickname was Lurch, right? Yes. So I get an email from his daughter uh, looking for some advice on what to do with his car. It's kind of an estate deal. And I said, you know, I'm really sorry mm-hmm. to hear about your dad. I didn't know him, but, you know, Tom said a lot of great things about him. And she, her mother was murdered in Hawaii 25 years ago. Yeah. She goes, and I didn't. Yeah. I'm like, and she goes, good news. They caught the guy. I'm like, well, that's the good news. What's the bad news? It's just, it's horrible. What kind of car yeah, was I it? know, I know. Uh, what kind of car was it? Good God. Yeah, 53 Corvette. <laughs> the burning question. It was a 53 uh, Corvette. No, it wasn't. What kind of car was it? What kind of car was it? It was just a normal it, car. Nothing, nothing unique or exciting. No, I, it, Lurch was a hell of a guy. I'll hey, tell I'm, you that. I'm an opportunist, was, uh, man. I know you are. <laughs> just crushed again. <laughs> so, uh, what is this now, uh, ladies and gentlemen? Economic commentator Larry Kudlow on Wednesday accepted an offer from President Donald Trump to head the White House's National Economic Council, according to three people familiar with the decision. Somebody from CNBC is going to work for Trump. That's he's a wow. commentator, and now he's going to be a politician. Well, that's what they all are. They're that's all just true. commentators. Which they're I all don't, politicians. Yeah. Yeah, they're all yes. politicians. That's exactly they're right. They're not supposed to be. Well, they are. I don't know. Is there anybody left? Has everybody now quit the cabinet for <laughs> Donald Trump? Is everybody just gone now? The turnover or? rate is a little high right Family's now. still there. Yes. Yeah. Family, family's still Session. there. Yeah. Sessions is still there for now. Yep. 
Yeah, letting, not to keep for long. Want to get rid of him? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. Like as I said, we're not no, supposed to talk politics. Who won that, uh, yeah. that Pennsylvania race yesterday? I mean, I'm trying Democrat, to find that. I'm Democrat glad you, won. Oh, really? Oh. Wow. Are you sure he won? Because he claimed he won. Oh, that's what I mean. But are headline. you sure? Okay. Yeah, no, the, so he, was, he has not won it yet, right? I don't think it's official yet. He just yet. claims that he won. Well, okay. they yeah. counted all the absentee ballots. I mean, that was the last straw because 100% of the polls are reporting. And in a special election, oh, okay, so. uh, a recount is not automatic. But you know what? Th- that that right. that that position is going to be gone in, I think, four yeah, months. Yeah, it's a temporary deal. It's, it's a, just like what months, happened in yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. They're getting yeah, rid of that exactly. ward. <laughs> we'll be back. Tom Bernard, Joe. <laughs> 